This is Green Gray Bob. Fitz is my son. I proudly serve my country with the Army Special Forces. We live in a land of the free because of our brave men and women past and present. This is our troop salute. And Wednesday's Freedom is brought to you by the proud men and women who serve and who have served our nation. And war is an extreme event in a nation's history. And extreme events often require unique solutions. During the Great World Wars I and II, America and her allies relied heavily on signals and communication and information to guide troops and equipment to coordinate attacks and defenses and keep commanders informed on the latest information. And in this era of incredibly rapid technology advance, it was becoming harder and harder to protect those communications from enemy eyes and ears. Uh, watched an amazing show last night, you know, about uh, the Battle of Midway. Yes. And how it was uh, our American forces who intercepted so so much of the Japanese communications. We knew basically that they were trying to, they were coming at us. Yeah. We, we, we knew it. Yeah. We knew it. Um, and uh, enemies would, would, again, you know, they'd tap our wire lines, we'd tap theirs. Um, and using this technology to crack any coding that was attempted. And America realized early that we possessed an asset very, very unique to this land. And that asset was America's native people and their unique languages. The many languages of America's native population were unlike any other form of communication around the entire world. And knowledge of their use was non-existent outside of the U.S. The U.S. military enlisted the help of these brave Americans as early as World War I. In World War II, it is suspected that our military employed as many as 400 native code talkers. But the exact number is unknown because much of this program was classified. Samuel Tom Holliday was a Navajo code talker enlisted in the United States Marine Corps in 1943. And Samuel served with the 25th Marine Regiment, 4th Marine Division, fighting all over the Pacific Theater. That's the Midway stuff you're talking about. That's right. Mm -hmm. Holiday passed communications over radio and wired telephone with other Navajo code talkers. Ever captured valuable battlefield data. We knew what they were doing. They didn't know what we were doing. After the war, Samuel returned to the Navajo reservation where he served as a police officer and later started a heavy equipment company. He married and had several children. Holiday's participation in the Code Talker program was classified until 1968. He didn't share any details about the program with even his own family members until the 1980s. Wow. He was just starting his business, right? Just mm-hmm. living his life. Samuel was active in the veterans community throughout his life. He later became an advocate for sharing the story of the Navajo Code Talkers and their role in the war and often visited schools to share his exciting stories. And it was two years ago this week, on June 11, 2018, that Samuel Tom Holliday passed away in St. George, Utah, at the age of 94 years oh, old. Wow. He was uh, a unique warrior and a very unique kind of a hero. And our nation stands proud of all of its service people and all of its people. And the Navajo Code Talkers, like Tom Holliday, are, are just, you know, one more special characteristic of our nation that makes us the greatest nation on earth. 
and we live in the land of the free because of the brave.